With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is weird. Um, it's really bright. It is. It is like it's really bright and sunny outside. I'm just not used to any of that. This is a view from the bridge official podcast of the Belfast Giants for KingdomOfTheGiants.com. Today's the 21st of June, the longest day of the year, 2022. My name is Patrick Smith. Welcome to uh, what is the first of our off-season podcasts. Um, thanks for joining us. You can get us on Facebook. YouTube, or you're watching on Twitter or wherever, uh, drop us a line, drop us some comments, get involved. Uh, Mr. McJimsey, it's a nice little, you know, it's a silhouette of David McJimsey, but it's worth it because look at that view. I can I can hear birdsong in the background. I've left the, hmm. uh, the doors open and I can hear the birds cheeping and the sun. What's Why waste a beautiful day? We don't get very many of them. You're so why waste right, one? Yeah, How are you keeping? Is this, does this, is this like last the last episode of last season, or is this like the first episode of next season? Where was Land here? You're going to get into my geekiness, of course, because of course I've got a spreadsheet of all this, don't I? And mm. I usually count this as the last of the previous season. So this would, until the start of the season, then I'll say it'll be season 18 of Reviews in the Bridge. I currently, and this is a great conversation, but currently I would say this is uh, this is still. But oh, you love your stats, so that's perfectly fine. Yeah, Any idea how many of these we've done? Um. Loads, yeah, I need man. to update the um, need to update the spreadsheet, but it's hundreds, hundreds upon hundreds. So it's this, we're going to the eighteenth year of it, mate. Mm. Mental. Joel, how you doing, mate? I'm happy to see you, boys. It's uh, are you it's in nice that new house yet? No, we are still in Larne uh, temporarily. Uh, they, they keep kicking it on down the road, um, but I'm hoping for kind of middle of August time we'll get moved. Um, but all good for now. All good. We have three names to put onto the Belfast Giants roster for the forthcoming 2022-2023 season. Um, we're running a tight ship here. Sinead's been telling us, you know, every 15 minutes we need to put it out there because we've got to go on the socials. Don't you worry, Sinead. We're on it. I've got a timer. We're professionals. We're, we're absolute professionals. We're not known mm. here in Abuse of the Bridge mm. to rattle on for hours on end <laughs> but absolutely nothing. We, we like to get to the point and get it. So we do. We have three gentlemen joining us. Plus we'll be hearing from the head coach Adam Keefe, and from the captain, David Goodwin, who will be joining us later in the show. But some of the things that have went on, before we bring in the um, the, the, the the first name that we're, we're, we've been allowed to announce, the, um, the some of the things that have gone on in the last couple of days or the last couple of weeks, gents, um, some of the new, some of the names that have come back onto the roster, and that's, you know, we've got Ben Lake, Jeff Baum, um, Kieran Long, and... David Goodwin, of course. Davey, a strong start to the new roster. Always good to bring your captain back from a successful season. Gives that bit of uh, solidity to the, the start of the roster. Bomber obviously had a, a brilliant first uh, first professional season. Um, 
longers back. Obviously, the boys need their fresh cuts for the weekend, so that's good for him. <laughs> who else was there? Laker, of course. You know, we all dream of a team of Ben Lakes at the end of the day. You take, you know, 15 Ben Lakes any day of the week and uh, a couple of goaltenders. So, good start to the building progress. Um, interesting, Joel, especially with regards to um, the to, to Bomber. You know, there's a guy who's his first pro season, picks up two trophies, has an outstanding first pro season. So, it's good to have a player like that back. Yeah, like he's he's one that we talked about, and it was really fun to watch the story of Jeff Baum develop throughout the season. You know, um, I've, I've been doing a little bit of work just with the, the org in terms of like the, the press releases and the stuff going out. Um, and the one thing that that I had to get into Bomber's story was obviously that time spent playing kind of uh, on the same sheet as Mark Garside, sitting beside Mark Garside on the bench. And and I really do think that the the experience of playing alongside that veteran defender and someone who knows our league inside out really helped to round Jeff Baum's game out. And we made so many parallels too. We talked about how Bomber sort of revels in, in the thankless aspects of the game and, and does so many great things quietly, his positional awareness and, and how he takes guys out of the play. Um, I think Mark Garside has has a lot to uh, a lot to kind of a lot to blame, I guess, for for Bomber's uh, Bomber's kind of success last year. I'm so glad he's back. He's a he's a great uh, he's a great kid. He's he's a great uh, character. I think to have around as well. I think the boys like being around him, and I also love his dad. I'm glad that we have. Uh, <laughs> I, I, like we should have done a separate signing for Jeff Bomb's dad, Jeff Bomb. I mean, that's the, the the extra import that we all need. Obviously, in the last couple of days, we've learned the fact that JJ Pekinich is going to, to gone to Norway, Norway, and um, and we've got uh, last 24 hours that uh, Jordan Boucher Davy has gone to. Um, Quebec. I guess that's a uh, one step towards the real world after hockey. I yes. believe there's possibly you know uh, work on work on the side there for him. Of course, we would have loved to see Bush back in tail again. He had a great season here. He was that speed king agitator. He had a little bit of everything. He knew where the back of net was at times, and he was light around the locker room. He was a good lad to have in there, and obviously another one that you know came away with a lot of success last season. I felt for. For Bush, especially being injured towards that that sort of last match of the season, he, he may have felt there was a wee bit of unfinished business for him. But obviously, offers it's a short career and offers come and go. And he, he's taken one back and assume Quebec, um, which will suit the suit him better. LNAH was it, Joel? See you uh, there. It's, so... it's it's one that surprised me to be honest. You know, like we, we I thought we were all going into this summer. You know, because the team was so successful. Normally, your problem is retaining players because they get much better offers from around Europe or whenever else. And whenever I saw that he was going back to the LNAH, which let's be honest, boys, it's not exactly known for its skill level. You know, it's a league <laughs> that's historically uh, very tough. It's it's a lot of enforcers and a lot of kind of physicality. Um, and it must be, you know, it's 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 closer to home. He's back in in kind of Quebec, and he's he must be kind of on his way out, which is a shame because I think there's plenty in the tank left for Bush, like if, if he wanted to, but um, he's a talented guy. He's a great character and, and no doubt whatever he, he puts his hand to, he'll, he'll do well, but would have loved to have kept Bush for another year. But as Paddy says, I think we've started off with an absolutely brilliant core of, of uh, successful players from last year. It's the transient nature of, of the league, isn't mm. it? It's, it's the fact that, you know, we can have championship winning teams. We can have championship winning players, but and you can get really attached to these players, especially when yeah. there's you know there there is successful as like the likes of JJ Pekinich's. You know you want to see a player of Pekinich's standard playing in the elite league, be it for you know mostly for ourselves, of course. But when you see these players move on to to, to better things or making life decisions, it's 
sometimes because we're so focused on things like you know football and you see players play for your football team for for years and years and years that when somebody comes in for just a season like JJ did Davey and is gone within within that time having lifted two trophies you think to yourself what you know why couldn't we hold on to him I'm happy to see these guys move on to different leagues I would been I would have been pretty you know annoyed if I'd seen these guys turn up somewhere within the league um so Norway I think you said for a pick back to Quebec for for Bush so you know you wish them well they came here this great servants to the club for the year they were here won a lot of stuff just didn't quite get across the line in the playoff final unfortunately for us one thing or another just caught up with us towards the end of the season but um you know great season looking back when you when you when we'll you know, haven't really analysed the season that much looking back yet. They haven't taken any time, just taken time off from hockey, really. And uh, when you look back, it was a great season. Yeah, we did we get the Grand Slam? No, we didn't. And that's going to be a disappointment. But that's going to be a disappointment for a lot of those guys in that locker room, too, because we came so close. And, you know, those guys move on to the new careers now. And you never say never to the likes of Pick coming back. I think Bush is probably going back across the water. He'll never be back in Belfast again. But whenever you see the likes of uh, Pick, taking a chance in Europe, you never know. Never say never them having a swan song in, in Belfast. Before we go on to one thing, and then we go on to our first name, uh, Kieran Long, congratulations to him. Got married to Hannah uh, yes. in the last couple of weeks, and uh, fantastic that is. But longer, Joel, of a player of that standard, you know, a British player coming in is, is key. Yeah, you know, we've talked uh, at length about sort of how the, the Brit pool at, at an EIHL level is, is quite dry. And, and one thing that, that a successful team has to do early is kneel down their brick core. You need to have that quality that can come in um, and not just make up numbers, but actually contribute. Um, you know, Kieran Long is, is a player that can can play both ways. Um, he, he has an offensive streak. He's also extremely tough. One thing that surprised me about Longer over the last couple of years is just his toughness as well. He's he's kind of got a little bit of Ben Lake in him as well. You know, that, that willingness to, to stick up for the boys whenever required. Um, but look, Longer, I think, is just a great influence again around the team and around the around the club um he's someone that i've become very uh, used to having in belfast and i'm, and I'm glad we got him re-signed and obviously as, as davy often talks about as well you know marion a, a local girl and, and kind of putting down roots here uh the, the women of belfast are, are the best recruiters for the belfast giants is that the quote davy um, so, yeah. to be for this time but <laughs> yeah close enough um yeah i ran into hannah in belfast just uh kind of shortly after and i was able to kind of say congratulations but yeah it looked it looked fantastic i'm, I'm buzzing for for longer um he does seem to really kind of enjoy kind of making this place his home and um, I hope we keep him for as long as possible and uh, and also just a quick congratulations to our friend uh, Omar Pasha who also got married in yeah the last I saw week. that brilliant um, despite despite well sorry do, is he still a friend Davy? former um, friend of the show former friend of the show I know yeah well that's a hard, that's a hard one that's a hard, hard one we'll have to take into consideration given his new his new position um, it'll, it'll, it'll depend on results that one that'll depend on results you can I come on and defend it we, we have five minutes before we give you that first name that we have to share with you on the Belfast Giants roster. And before we get to that, uh, the announcement came that on the 25th and the 26th of November, the Friendship Four is back. And the, uh, we have uh, UMass Lowell. Big shout out to David McCammon. UMass Lowell Riverhawks, uh, who won the first ever Friendship Four. Uh, they're coming back. Uh, Quinnipiac Bobcats, they're coming back. And UMass, who played in 2016, they're coming back. They'll be joined by the Dartmouth Big Green, who are playing for the first time in the Friendship Four. Joel, I can't understate my excitement to the fact that the Friendship Four is back. 
I love it. I love it, Paddy. It's the best. I, I, I can't wait to get in among it again this year and, and hopefully kind of help out with, with media and, and whatever else. It's such a buzz. It's just fantastic. You know, the, the fact that there are NCAA D1 regular season games that happen outside of North America is rare enough in any of the of the NCAA kind of top tier t- disciplines. But but to have hockey in Belfast, and, and you know, we have seen over and over again, stars of the future come through the SSC arena and play this high tempo, energetic, youthful hockey Um, and not only that but look what it's done to not only the Belfast Giants recruitment methods but also I think the the ethos around recruitment in our league I think that our league has more and more over the past few years looked towards U sports and looked towards the NCAA to find these young energetic guys straight out of college and I think it's changed the nature of the game here and I think it's changed the makeup of squads here um, I think it's made hockey more exciting. You're, you're seeing these guys coming out and turning pro um, first year. And, and I absolutely love it. I've, I've said it a million times. I would much rather, with respect to those who have come before, I'd much rather have a young and hungry guy who wants championships than maybe a, a veteran NHLer who's just coming here to pick up a paycheck and maybe go to school. Um, it's my favorite type of player. I'm, I'm so stoked for, for the friendship for I think that's it as well, Davey. And you know, we, we spoke just a few minutes ago about Jeff Bomb. There's a there's a product of that exactly. system. You know, we've seen Darcy Murphy, another product of that system with regards to the Belfast Giants coming through. You know, as much as it is great to have that spectacle and the spectacle of friendship four is like nothing else on these islands, but <clears throat> as much as that for the Belfast Giants, it can get us a first year pro player yeah. like Jeff Baum who who helps us pick up two championships. It's um I don't think any of this happened by accident for the Belfast Giants. I remember very fortunate, it must have been 2015, something like that, getting a phone call from Robert Fitzpatrick. I was watching the Ryder Cup, first morning of the Ryder Cup, up in Heaney's house, bit of poker, breakfast, all that we used to do on the first morning. Get, can you get yourself to the Odyssey? SSA. I think it was Billy Odyssey. Can't remember. Oh, yeah. Yes. What do you need? Uh, the Mur of Boston's here. We need you to interview him. I was like, what? So down there, Stephen Murphy lent me his tracksuit top, interviewed the Mur of Boston. <laughs> we're, we're, the Mur of Boston says, We're bringing a bell pot to Belfast. And it's like, He didn't say it like that, actually. I thought he was American. But he, he was he was bringing the, the, the bean pot to Belfast. And that's what went back to Boston, you know. And you can't take our bean pot. And hence the bell pot was born after that. Got a Just the whole history. The history of the the history of the trophy and the history of that 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 competition as it's been proper games played outside North America for the first time year on year now and you've got teams coming back and the carrot the dangles when they get here and they see what the arena's like and what they get to go around the city and they learn a bit about the city and it gets their claws in the few people and then when their agents are talking three or four years maybe even less than that down the line here's an option for you in Europe and if we can get you. Like a JJ picking it, so obviously not through the NCAA route. But if you come here at Darcy Murphy and you come and you score 30, 40, 50 goals, we'll get you a job in Germany. We'll get you a job in Slovakia, wherever. We will help you to the next stage of your career. If it's not going to be in North America, let it be in Europe and we'll be here to do that for you. And, you know, so Robert and his boot room and his NCAA stuff and, you know, the, the work that goes towards and Johnny and all that, the work that went on in the background to make this a thing that happens now every year. And it's a massive recruitment tool because when we go there, Belfast first stop in the elite league for these guys. It's not anywhere else. This is first stop for them. So, you know, long may that continue. And looking forward to Thanksgiving weekend. Hopefully be home for it. Absolutely. That's if, if you go to friendship4.com for more information, tickets and the likes, it's the 25th and the 26th of November 2022 at the SSC Arena. Dartmouth Big Green, UMass Lowell, Riverhawks, uh, Quinnipiac Bobcats, 
and the uh, and UMass uh, all here for that. Right. Some people are looking at their watches and saying it's a quarter past. So yes, it's time for that first name that we're going to announce on the uh, on the Belfast Giants roster for the 2022-2023 season. Do you have any stats of the man we're just oh, looking sure. <laughs> I was looking at my phone there. <laughs> Sorry. Um, that, that's, it's that's off season for, for everybody. Professionalism you get here on a view from the bridge and nowhere else. Sign in number one. He's played 906 minutes between the pipes. There's a bit of a clue for you. Like it's his twelfth season, but the stat that's most important for this guy is one hundred percent legend. That's Hi, Deco. Oh, <laughs> yes, we What's the crack? Welcome back, Andrew Dixon. How you doing, mate? Not bad. I love the way he's went from talking about young prospects to the oldest guy in the team last year. But sure, <laughs> transition there, boys. Sorry, come a little bit closer to the camera. No. Come on. Oh, oh. is there a bit of a rascal going on? Oh, oh yes. Let's go. I've got a wee bit of gold until I catch you, Joel, but I'll get there. Mate, Let's that's that. stunning. That's what's, what, 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 what's, what's, the, uh, what's the ethos behind that? Just, uh, I don't know a while ago. It was at a wedding and a great end. So it's kind of it's kind of grown back to a beard, but it looked all right at the time. I thought it's a little ginger actually. So um, I don't know. It's not too bad. They're all take in from, right now. Take with a man who has no hair whatsoever. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. You look like I'm a cat. Catching that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Made it happens to it happens to the best of us. What can I say? They go back for another season with the Belfast Giants. Personally, delighted to see it. Um, you know, what what are your thoughts? What what what's the decision behind another season? Um, well, I mean, it's it's very hard to not want to play another season. I think most guys, if they're honest with you, they they always do. Whether it's you know work commitments or you know just you know life getting in the way. You know, most people want to play as long as they can. I'm fortunate enough that uh, I live here, obviously. So, you know, the team being here is uh, very handy for me. I wasn't sure if I was going to play another year. I spoke to Kiefer and, and Mace um, during last season, and they were pretty keen to have me back. And, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's, it's hard. I don't know. I don't, I, don't feel, I don't feel like I'm old yet. Maybe I am. But, um, no, I'm very delighted to be back. And no, I think it'll go well. We talk all the time, Deco, about what you bring I guess more during the week, perhaps than than at weekends. For, at the stage of your career, you know, a lot, taking a lot of shots after practice, a lot of guys. And we could think it was maybe Coops or someone last year was talking about being a bit stuck in a bit of a funk, and you you know worked out with him after. It might have been Coops, can't remember. Um, you know, worked out with him after training all the time, and those little intangibles that you you give these guys that you know West wants to get off, Besco wanted to get off, and and you you can stay and do that. You know, it's that you feel that you're happy and comfortable with that role now. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know my role. Um, uh, it's been my role now for probably like four years. Um, you know, we've been very lucky that we haven't had any injuries. Obviously, we we know we had COVID and stuff last year, where a couple of guys missed or Besco hurt his his ankle that time, and I was able to back up. And and you know, the other good thing about it is if if I back up, you know, we can play another import, so there's a little bit of advantage there, like most teams do in the league. We didn't carry any imports last year, so it was kind of null and void, but. Um, yeah, I'd say the, the main thing is that whole, you know, practice thing. Um, really, you're just a body. Uh, I'm there to take the uh, the ugly shots, the things up around your neck, um, the shootouts, 
um, all the stuff that you know the starting goalies don't want because the starting goalies just want to track the puck and, and feel the puck. Um, and then I'm there to take the shots that you know, like the one timers and things like that there. So and I don't always do it, but you've given me far too much credit. But um, I do, uh, I do, yeah, I don't mind that role because I feel like that's the only way. You know, if I'm not playing, I can't help the team. So no, I understand what I'm doing, and uh, I'm very glad to still be doing it. I think, I think you say before, we say. So, so just ahead, give me Alec. a second. You say we give you far too much credit, Diggo, but you you just have to look at some of the comments coming in that are going across yes. the bottom of the screen. So many people delighted by this, by, by you coming back for another season. Actually, on that point, if you've got any questions you want to throw to Diggo over the next 15 minutes, put them up and we'll have a look at them. Diggo, Dave, uh, oh, sorry, David, you've got a follow-up. Sorry, mate, go ahead. No, it was just kind of what Paddy was saying there. Diggo's being very self-effacing there, saying, you know, we give them far too much credit. I think we've all, we always talk about those little, <clears throat> the, the inches to get over the line and, and you know, being that, that role player, taking those extra shots. Coops, you know, go back to that again. You know, it was so important for him and that got him going. I think he might've had a hat trick that weekend. Whoever it was scored a hat trick that weekend that you'd been working on it with him. So those little margins that get us that extra point over a season or an extra half a point, you know, are, are absolutely critical to go on the distance. So, you know, you say we give you too much credit. I would say it's the opposite way around. No, well, thank thank you very much. And I, I know that's you know, Coops. You know, that's that's not on me. That was Coops deciding that he wants to go out there and and do the extra stuff himself. A lot of players maybe when they're not feeling it or they're you know you know hockey is when you're not playing well isn't that fun. Instead of saying right, that's enough for that. I'm getting off the ice. You know, it's the other it's the other side of it. It's you no, know, I'm going to stay on the ice. I'm going to work through it. And then I mean, even stuff like with Cons uh, Conway last year. I, me and him sort of got, I sit beside him in the Odyssey, so, or the SSC, sorry, and um, we decided that we'd have a shootout at the end of every practice, basically for bragging rights, you know, get on top of each other, and uh, it puts a little bit of pressure on it, you know, he has to score, and, well, you know, it kind of helped. You see how he done in shootouts last year, a couple of big ones in the end, so, no, I enjoy it, and uh, I like the banter around the, the dressing room, things got there, so, no, it's good. Deco, somebody else that sort of joined the Belfast Giants around the same era as whenever you come in um, and, you know, whenever you're in the conversation of longest tenured Belfast Giants, obviously uh, this season we have bid farewell, um, but not goodbye to Jeff Mason, who has gone over to Dundee. Um, just wonder your, your thoughts on that. That's someone you've obviously seen every day when you come to the rink and when you come to the arena for, for quite a long time now, bar one short spell in Norway. Um, they didn't like that. He came back. Um, what are your thoughts on, on Mace making the, the move to the head coaching role in Dundee? Uh, well, well, last year, you know, I was I'd be up in the commentary box, and Robert would often be in the box beside it, and I talked to him before games and just usual stuff. And I was talking to him one time, and I was I was singing Mace's praise. I think he's going to be a fantastic coach. I think uh, learning under Kiefer for the last couple of years has done him a world of good. Um, but he, he's not shy. He's, he's he's seen it as a player how smart he was. You know, both ways up and down the ice. Um, dedicated and you know even now he hasn't been playing a while i don't know how long four years and he's still in great shape so you know he's got yeah. he's got he's got all the tools he's going to be a fantastic fantastic addition to dundee uh, i wish him all the best um but um not against us couldn't agree more <laughs> yeah. uh, he, he didn't he didn't offer any sort of contract no <laughs> Don't you dare! Don't you dare! Don't you dare! I had a couple of offers in Scotland this year, believe it or not. Um, out of nowhere, like who, like I've had the very odd offer in the 11, 12 years, and I got two, two this year, and uh, and even one in the league below um, for a goalie job as well. So I don't know what I got last year, but at thirty-four, the uh, the offers are starting to come in. So who yeah, knows next get, year? You beat the Steelers in overtime, mate. That's what you did. <laughs> 
Yeah, but I also gave up a really soft goal in the last ah, that, 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 so, In fairness, somebody put that in the empty net, man. What are you passing for? You know. So. Which, but I'm going to go to some of the questions that are that are popping up here in just a second. But just you saying that just put something in my head. What are your thoughts on somebody like Jordan McLaughlin, who obviously you know at the at the Glasgow clan put out a statement saying he doesn't think he's getting the chances that he wants to get you know to get that first team that first team uh, place or do that sort of. Uh, initial selection so he's dropped down to Sheffield Steelers technically but Hull uh Hull more predominantly so he's you know Hull will have him and then Sheffield will call him through is that for goal for goalkeepers is that just something that has to happen um well let's just get into it, it was Glasgow were one of the teams and Hull were another one of the teams who talked to me this year um no don't get me wrong we didn't get deep into money or anything got there because I'd already sort of you know, made my mind up that I wanted to stay here and I spoke to Kiefer and things I got there and, and he sort of gave me his thoughts on, you know, probably more as a friend than a coach of what a hockey player at my age, uh, you know, should be doing. So, but for Jordan, you know, he, he he's a decent goalie. I mean, he's still young. Um, and if he can go down to Hull and play, which he's going to, he's going to, he's going to do well. They're going to have a good setup. I think they're going to be a contending team. I think they're signing two goalies, backups yeah. from the EI. Do you know who they the other one was? Been. Uh, well, I can't there remember. Was, there, was, there was definitely another one. Wasn't might, there? Uh, it's not. Um, no. They've definitely. Oh, Warburton. Yeah, that's who it is from Sheffield. Yeah. So yeah. Um, basically, that'll be good for him as well because that's a bit of competition. I, I am really, you know what? Something like I, I played for uh, the Irish national team this year, and it's yes. the first time in probably ten years where I've been like the go-to guy in net. And I loved it. It was brilliant. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. The um, it's been a long time since I've felt like the best word. Like if, if when I play for the Giants, the Giants look after me, and I do my bit at the back. But I was really helping the team for Ireland that time, and I absolutely loved it. So I and I, I kind of forget how how nice it is to be the go-to guy. Um, whenever you win a game from start to finish, there's a different feeling than whenever you come in and play 10 minutes and mop up or anything like that there. So it was fantastic. I can understand 100% why these guys want to go down and play. And and if he's going to get better, he has to go down and play. And if he doesn't think he's going to get that chance in Brayhead, then, you know, fair play to him. I don't, I don't, I don't blame him at all. I mean, there's nothing, there's no shame in being an elite league backup either. It's not, but the one thing I will say is it's not a development league. You know, you're here to, you're here to play and you're here to win. These teams are making money. Those Scottish teams, you know, don't have much room for error. Maybe, you know, Sheffield and all have a little bit more room for error with a player where they can sign another one. But, um, no, fair play to him. And I think we're going to see, I actually think we're going to see maybe two or three goalies going down to that league below because the money's starting to get good. And, and you know, we've seen it before when it was the EPL. The EPL, you know, sort of priced themselves yeah. and their point where they ended up folding. Um, yeah. Hopefully it doesn't get to that. But, no, the money seems to be good down in that bottom league or second league and, and the standard's not bad either. And another thing I'll tell you is whenever I played down there, you, you train Tuesday night, Thursday night, maybe one game at home, one game away, within driving distance, you're back in your own bed and you're in work Monday morning. So you can work on the side as well and maybe pick up four to five hundred pounds a week as well. So it's a it's a very uh, attractive offer for them. Uh going to a question from Mal Cars. Ah, Mal, I know Mal. I know him really well. Are you come, uh, Dick? Are you coming to my wedding? The invites in the post. I sorry, it's not, it's not, not a chance. Right not a chance you my address. That's a straight up lie. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just write ball of money on an envelope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Andrew Dixon, ball of money. Five houses and two pubs. So, um, so uh, I will definitely come to your wedding, Mal, and uh, we'll, we'll, that would be good. I look forward to that. 
I don't worry about where the rest of us are busy that night, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> don't. looks like Dick was the only one invited. Like, well, I mean, I'll have a plus one, so you know, you can fight who wants to be my date. Davey's <laughs> <laughs> in there, it's my Thank you, Davey. Makes sense. Who's up here, Davey? Oh, you we're, 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 we're continuing with this. I thought oh, we've got, a, we've can, got three minutes. I, I can see the left. I can see the cast growing in the background here in the in the, in the studio behind us. But Deco, what's the, a few targets for yourself then for the for the upcoming season off the back of uh, of of what the successful season we've just had? Listen, it's just about you know it's very it's hard to improve on on last year. What were we a couple of goals away from winning it all? Um, yeah. So let's just it's hard uh, hard to define what a successful season is. As long as you know everyone gets out and the the recruitment's good, I think we'll have another successful season. Obviously, we want to challenge for all those trophies. And a little secret one is um, I want to do well in the CHL, um, just to make a little bit of a mark. And it's funny, there's like it's it's honestly it's written in the stars. I've one of my like bucket lists in hockey, and they're pretty much all done. And one of them is to to go to that Davos Arena. Have you ever seen it? It is yep. unbelievable. If if I would highly encourage anyone if they can to go. I know maybe the the scheduling is going to throw it wherever way it goes, but it's uh, it's where the Spangler Cups played every year and it's fantastic. So I'm really looking forward to that. But um, yeah, I'd like us to do well in the CHL, um, just to like leave our mark in Europe. You know. Uh, go, uh, just, can I kind of cram one more in, Paddy? Or, or we'll go. You've, got, you've got a minute. A minute. We're on a schedule here, mate. We're on a schedule. I took a quick look at that Team Ireland team uh, from from you were out in Germany for the De- Development Cup, wasn't it? Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, alongside uh, Chris Devine, another uh, good young local goalie. Um, but I noticed one of your defensemen was none other than uh, Vitas Lukasovicius. Um, oh, yeah, Lenny, yeah. So how, how does it feel to uh, have a defenseman that you spend most of the season looking at as an EIHL lino? Yeah, I, you know what? I, I've known him I, years and years ago. I played in the Irish League, so I, I knew him back then, like just a little bit. So even whenever I'd be on the bench and he would skate by, he would say hello. Um, but uh, no, it was good. The uh, he plays D, and I was giving him a lot of grief, like sometimes. But um, <laughs> also, we snuck out. We snuck out a couple of nights uh, for for a beer when we weren't supposed to as well. So uh, I was also like, I was also you know barring him up for next year as well. We'll get those marginal calls. <laughs> Chuck a few in for us, big man. Yeah, fantastic. Well, Diggo, it's good to have you back. Good to have you back yes. on the view for the bridge. Good to see you back on the Belfast Giants roster. We look forward to speaking to you again when the season kicks off and. And hopefully we get we get, uh, we get to see you on the ice again. No, thank you very much, boys. Good to see you, mate. And that's the first name is Andrew what Dixon. Start. What a start! What a start please. that is! What a start that is! Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, that's so. Where are we going to go now, Davy? Oh, I'm excited about this one, lads. 612 games for the Belfast Giants so far, second all time. Uh, what have we got? 56 goals, 166. Good for all the twos. 222 points. One famous fighting major where he beat the wheels off. Um, <laughs> Oh, what do you call him? David Ling. David Ling. Um, five power play goals, two short-handed goals, one best-selling album. He's... Welcome back, Mr. There Mark Dorside. There he is. Oh, how you doing? How you doing? Oh, you, you, you have a, a sneaky wee glass of wine there? Did I see you have a sneaky oh, wee glass of wine? Yeah, yeah, it's summertime, isn't it? 
<laughs> Why not? Why not? Welcome, welcome back, Gary. The, the, uh, the, the notes that I've got in front of me, they said you've won a staggering 10 trophies for the Belfast Giants. How were those oh, last I... two for you? That's what, that's, that's what this says. That's a different confirm. Oh, 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 I'd not do this, but it sounds legit. How, how were those last I'm pretty two? I'm sure you? the first one was made of wood, though, so I don't know if that counts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The last two did feel great, obviously. Uh, the Challenge Cup, I, I was tell the boys, that was probably the best game I've played in for the Giants at the Odyssey. I know I used to always say that, that the game we won the league the first time around when I was, the first time we won the league when I was playing was a really good game. But that game and the Challenge Cup final was electric. Like the, the, the atmosphere in the third period was something that I've never seen in the Odyssey like before, or the SSE, sorry. <laughs> You're the second one to do that tonight. I'm sure the. Uh, yeah. It's off season for everybody, P. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, all, we're all a little rusty. It's all right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the CEO of the SSE is not listening, so it's all right. But it's 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 twelve se- it's the twelve seasons since you were brought over from from the Edinburgh Capitals. Did you didn't think you'd be here this long, did you? I don't think so. But when you're that young, you just kind of like you know you're just taking life sort of year by each season. It's just year by year and see what happens, and then all of a sudden, twelve years later, you've been here a long time. You know, like um, as the years went by, you became more and more attractive to stay like i never really negotiated with that many other teams in my time and especially now- nowadays it's just more about like I- i'm not gonna leave now um i'm just trying to <laughs> stay in good enough shape to keep playing hockey as long as i can you know and Kiefer Kiefer is just making notes there for for salary. Doesn't doesn't want to go anywhere. That's fine. <laughs> but in, in terms we're of not, like, we're not competing with other hockey teams. He's just competing with the actual jobs market. You know, like yeah. <laughs> real life. Uh, <laughs> well, but we'll maybe get that album sometime, guy. Uh, yeah, we'll well, keep talking yeah. about. I, I told you last year it'd be like ten years. So you know, we've still got another eight years to go. Yeah. <laughs> In, in terms of we talked about we were talking about Bush earlier on before you came on and you know with him missing out on the on the playoff final we weren't sure whether he was coming back he's obviously moved on to, to Quebec again there we thought it maybe yeah. a bit of unfinished business for him but will, will any of the boys that were here last season have that sense of unfinished business or is it just lying in the sand draw and let's let's go for everything again I think there's a, a probably a little bit I think the one thing that annoyed us as a team was like Cardiff is the only team that actually kind of they, they, they won more games than us like against each other, you know. So I think, I mean, I found that annoying. I know Kiefer probably that great on him. So a lot of guys come back or, you know, they're up for it. You know, I was, I was at Kieran Long's wedding a few weeks ago and like speaking to Laker and Goody, we're all up for coming back and, you know, doing it all again, going for the league, going for Challenge Cup, going for playoffs this time. Uh, hopefully it works out where we're just as good and we can we can go for it again. Did any of the, the, the more North American guys coming in find the challenge of having to be up for games in September and October in the league with those games being as critical as the ones in, we were saying all the time, you know, they're as critical in September here as they are in, in March and April. Did any of them find that a grind or did they all take that, like, you know? The, I'm not sure it's, really fit. it's probably more of a bit of a shock to the system um coming in september then you need to be in full swing and full form ready to go i mean it, it probably took a few players maybe a couple of months to find the best their best game um and that's a lot of that's just being new to the league and it's like whoa 
we're in it from day one type thing. Um, but like the Kiefer and the leadership group and the, you know assistant coaches, it's, it's something that we talk about at the start of the season. You know, you, you need to be ready to go day one. You know, giving it your best. And there's, there's no, there's not really any excuses. As soon as we hit the ice in September, it's we have to perform to a high level. How much of a kind of moratorium? How much looking back do you do on a season after it's all all said and done, and you're back home from the playoffs, and you're sitting having your glass of wine or whatever in June? You know, do you look back at those early season games against Cardiff and Cardiff, where we actually, in my opinion, well outperformed them and came away with two losses that playoff final loss to them? You know, as you say, we lost yeah. the series against them over the course of the season. Is that something that will eat at you until you get a chance to get back on the ice against them? Um, I'm not sure, like, saying that it would eat at me would be the right thing. Like, I, I kind of forgot about those two, the games in September because we went on to win the league and they ended up meaning nothing. Had we have not won the league, I think that would have been a, a bit of an issue. Like, would have been, that would have been something that we'd have looked at. Like, we outplayed them in those two games and we came away with nothing. Uh, the playoff final, we knew exactly what Cardiff were like. You know, they were going to soak up a lot of pressure and they've got some good followers and that it just so happened that the first couple of shots or the first real chances that they got, they scored on them, you know, and from then on, we're sort of chasing the game. That's just how it worked out. It was a one-game final. So that you can't really hang yourself up too much on the playoffs, I think, it just being one game. But certainly in the league, I, I would say the game that I remember most through the season was the 7-1 game in Sheffield, and I think that played on a lot of guys' mm. mind going in the second time when we won those two games to win the league. I think that really spurred us on and kind of helped motivate us that we we played so poorly the first time around, you know, and wanted to rectify it. Uh, Gary, what does summer look like for you now? I, I mean, we, we barely ever mention it on this show that you're now, you know, the, the oldest Belfast giant, the veteran player. You've been around since... I, I'm not, mate. Sorry, sorry. That's fair, that's fair. <laughs> You're almost the oldest Belfast giant. Um, at, at this at this stage in your career, you know you, you get that summer downtime. Obviously, the season is coming in hot this year with with the CHL, and that's going to be yeah. at an extremely high level. Um, you have to imagine, obviously, Campbell start early. You'll hopefully get a friendly or two underway, and um, before that, do you take the time to rest the body? You know, when when do you start to say to yourself, right, it's time to put the boots on again? Um, well, just right after the season is. Generally, I give myself a good few weeks just to do nothing, just rest. And then, obviously, I've had a few injuries in the past, which I need to work on at the gym. So I get back into the gym after that and start, you know, working on that kind of stuff. From, you know, mid-May, I'm I'm doing that kind of thing. You know, you kind of have to switch off as well. You know, we, we, we're we going on holiday for a couple of weeks next week when the schools are off, boys are off school. So it is just about, I think at my age as well, it's kind of, dealing with the things that you're doing what your body tells you to do like i i kind of i don't play gb anymore i don't really put myself in the frame because i know i've had a lot of injuries and I need to have rest and work on them and get ready for yeah. next season again you know uh and as far as going back once i get back from holiday it'll be we'll probably start getting on the ice again even if it's just with you know whoever and uh and then start preparing for pre-season training are you enjoying plenty of time at home with the boys Oh yeah, yeah. Most of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very sad story to tell. Like I'm in like kind of my front room right now, and I've a room upstairs which we're currently turning into a, a baby room because my wife's pregnant, which is due in yes, September. So indeed. 
my guitars all had to be no a couple of weeks ago and they're just like in different places around the house right now and, <laughs> i know but i heard that they have baby love yeah, guitars I've just, sort of like, I've just left all my equipment and just just my wife just gets annoyed at me i was like ah, it's just because if i don't if i put it all away i'm just not gonna play it so i just leave it all it's a nice mess in here right now <laughs> <laughs> how's how's Becky doing? Are, are you all? I, I guess preparations are well underway then for for Baba Number Three. I I've been. I say what you've been doing this summer. I'll be doing a bit of painting, decorating. <laughs> when I say a bit, I mean a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'll have yeah, a few cool. glasses of wine when I'm painting, so I'll make a few mistakes, you know. <laughs> but uh, you know, a lot of painting, and decorating, and things like that. Getting the house ready because you know Becky wants a, a nice clean house for when the baby comes. I feel like I'm just uh, catching up with Gary at this point, boys. Sorry, feel free yeah. to interject. <laughs> I miss you, pal. <laughs> <laughs> David? Oh, no. So I suppose if I'm looking at my stat sheet here, um, touch wood and all that there, two Scotsmen at the very top of the uh, Belfast Giants all-time leading scorers or leading appearance match, 1,200, maybe 1,250 games between you. And that's that's quite something for, for two young lads that came over to, the Belfast from East Kilbride? Or there uh, I mean, it's funny because people always ask me, like, as if I'm from far away, like, you know, you, you stay here? And I'm like, well, East Kilbride's only 100 miles away. It's not that far. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'm alarmed, man. I can see it. I can oh, see it on a clear not, day. <laughs> <laughs> it's not far away. So, you know, I, like, to, to the, now, you know, nowadays, this just feels like home, you know, I feel like there's, quite a lot of similarities between the people like from Northern Ireland and from Scotland, like pretty similar mentality and things like that. So it was, it's an easy, an easy fit for me, really. Uh, the return of Jeff Baum uh, has been announced, Gary, mm. and someone that you uh, obviously uh, play, play alongside. And, and for my money anyway, I think Jeff Baum is, is uh, a more a more developed and, and more honed player for, for having that season alongside you. Are you excited to, to see Bomber back in the room? Uh, absolutely. No, I got on really well with Baum. He's, he's a great guy to have in the room and they, it's like you said, he came in. Um, I just don't think he wasn't really used to like, the way Kiefer wanted us to play at the start. And then when he got it, we saw like massive improvement. He was really good for you know long stretches of the season. He was probably one of our most consistent performers, probably. How do you feel about the the guys that then move along? You know, you have you have such an incredible season. It's, it's so intense in the IHL season. Uh, you're, you're in the trenches with those boys week in and week out, and then suddenly they're just kind of gone from your life again. Um, are you are you used to that at this point? You know, guys like Pick moving on, Bush moving on. Um, I, I think it's uh, I think the Griffin Reinhardt has said that he's hanging them up. Um, possibly Cam Knight as well. I'm not sure. I think he, he announced. Yeah. Um, how does it feel to kind of lose those guys that that you sort of spend nearly every waking moment with throughout the winter? It's kind of sad at the end, you know, like a lot of these boys come over here to, to play the sort of last years in hockey. A lot of them come and do their NBA and things like that and, yeah. and move on after. Um, but it is just part of it. Now, now that I've been playing this long, I'm kind of just used to it, really. Um, obviously, some guys will move on to Europe to kind of try and better their career and things like that. Like, in the instance of uh, pick, you know, going to a, a country that calls ice hockey hockey is probably a good move. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, it happens every year. Guys move on. You just—it's just part and parcel of being in the elite league. 
Yeah, it's tough though. Uh, and finally, for me, I, I I could just roll on like this for the evening. Uh, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I mean, pa I think Paddy's hard at work. He's he's been on mute there for about twenty minutes. I think he's forgotten. He's actually live on the internet. Um, but the last one for me, it, you have to go out of your way. And Davy knows this all too well as number one fan. But you have to go out of your way to catch the Mark Garside band these days. Is it true that there was a live performance in recent weeks for a very select audience? <laughs> well, there was, yeah. <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know, I'm pretty. Did uh, you, you dust off the guitar for longer? The longer uh, wedding, I played the first dance, so I did. So, what he was the song? The, uh, Bless the Broken Road by the Rascal Flats, which I'd never heard before, but it was a nice wee song to play, so it was good. Beautiful. He paid me yeah. in wine as well, which was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Paddy. Hello, I've been doing something frantically for the last ten minutes. Been in a, in conversation with. It's been fun um, to watch. Yeah, oh, in conversation with Mister uh, with Mister Neil Whiteside, who sent me a WhatsApp just as uh, as Gary came on. And I'm going to see if I can make this work. Let's hit this. Let's hit this. Where's my downloads? It, it's definitely going to be worth it. Fingers it's crossed, everybody. One of the greatest moments of all time. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Oh no! That's uh, there. There it is. Oh, oh, it's the slow mo of the. It's gloves. the shake of the gloves. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Which, which, which has bolstered a lot of Neil's videos. Fatima's dinner as well. <laughs> Fatima's dinner. Nice. Oh, get some. Oh. Right over the top. Right over the top. Yeah. Skim the helmet. Put him here. We're all over. Just to get the shoulder. That was it. That was the shoulder. That was the playoff. So we're gone. Look, he doesn't uh, let him on you. Doesn't let him on you. So much nope. for a tough guy. Yeah. Well done, Gary. Barely touched him. Barely touched him. That's your is that that's your only fighting major? No, I had another one against Nottingham as well, actually. When I played for Edinburgh. Ah. So, um, so we so we don't count that really. So uh, I wanna... <laughs> no video no video evidence. It was in uh, black no video evidence. Or at least none for um, and black and white doesn't for... win them at Edinburgh's rink, so <laughs> I, I honestly think you should be getting like some sort of royalties off Neil Whiteside for every time he uses that, you know, the shake of the gloves. There is it, no montage. It, it comes up so many right? times. He did I want to see it again. Uh, he put a good video together today of my re signing. He, he clipped, he managed to clip my one goal into four different clips. Four <laughs> <laughs> my season highlights. I did it like that. It was well done. You know, like, not a lot to work with, but he done a good job. Made it look like Hunters, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. Well, Gary, it's really good to see you back. Really good to have you back in yeah, in the team. Is. We look forward to another great season, another season in the CHL. Have a have a great summer, mate. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Good to see And that is two. So we've got one more to go. David. Oh, back where we I met I love this one. This is this is yeah. this is a this is a personal highlight here, though. Much as I love Gary, obviously. Um, 34 goals, 39 assists last year. Good for 73 points. He's a returning Belfast giant. He never went away, you know. Eight power play goals, two shorthanded goals, six foot two, eyes of blue. He's. I don't know.
Are your eyes marked? They're blue. They're blue. Damn it. Yeah. When you're Took a knock out of my mouth. Welcome back, Coops. How you doing? Good, good. How you guys doing? Yeah, really good. We really do. Back for another season with the Belfast Giants. Was it a difficult decision? Uh, not really. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, I had such a, a unbelievable experience this past year. And then um, with what the city and, and uh, the crowd welcomed me on a, a daily and uh, nightly basis. And um, welcoming uh, my girlfriend as well and, and both our families who came to visit. Um, it was just... Uh, Quite an easy decision. Uh, after I took some time to reflect, and uh, and then the the stars aligned, and I'm I'm glad to be back. Coops, I was was fortunate, stroke unfortunate. Was outside the locker room after the playoff final, and everybody was obviously down in the dumps, and probably no more, none more so than me, but because I take things like that bad. Don't know how you guys even deal with it. But we very briefly touched on. Make sure you're back in September. Don't be old and cynical. Don't get to be old and cynical <laughs> like me. And look back with regrets. You know, this is your pre- just turned 30. Just had a great season. We won everything bar one game to win it all. And, you know, and the, the Northern Ireland connections, obviously, we'll find out about your family last year. There's so much more to be done in Belfast for you. Yeah, I, I feel like that uh, this past season was incredible. Um, great first season in Belfast, but... Uh, that game definitely left a sour taste and uh, I think a lot of guys mouths on um, the way we prepared and um, were every every day last year and, and the results we had I thought we uh, deserved more I guess at in that last game but um, no it's definitely some unfinished business I guess uh, against the Cardiff Devils and and the whole league so I'm uh, really excited to uh, be back and then go for the trouble. Uh, I'm I'm happy to see you, Coop. Uh, welcome back, <laughs> mate. Uh, what what's what's going on with your summer? I take it you're you're back in Toronto right now. Yeah, uh, back in Toronto. Um, my girlfriend and I took like uh, the month of May to travel. Oh, nice. Europe. Where'd you go? Um, France, Italy, Croatia, and Greece. So kind of a beautiful a week in each. Yeah. Um, did that, and then I've been back for uh, three weeks now, and just started training and finishing up my schooling and and stuff like that and and just enjoying time with family and the good weather buddy oh sorry i thought i thought there might have been a follow-up there yeah. Yeah, i'm just i'm just sitting here enjoying the moment man i'm good <laughs> Davey, davy's brought up the fact that you've got the family connections you've delved in the family connections how how much of a factor is that in decision making um it definitely is. Um, when when both of uh, or like uh, both sides of the family, I guess, came over, uh, the team was so welcoming and stuff. And then obviously, Davey did some uh, some digging into the family tree and found out a lot of stuff I didn't know, which was uh, really cool. Davey does um, that. Pardon? Yeah, yeah. Davey yeah. does that. Finds out a lot of yeah, stuff yeah. you didn't know. Yeah, he does. He so does. I've got a I've got a whole family tree now uh, from uh, my dad's side, which is really cool and. To have those ties to Northern Ireland and and Belfast, it, it's it's incredible and um, feels like a second home, I guess. If if anybody has any questions for Coops on, on uh, who are watching in live, send them through and we will put them to him, David. 
Yeah, I'm just going to stick on the family tree stuff. I was really fortunate. I had a FaceTime with your dad in the back of a taxi, actually, in Nottingham. Your, your dad was on with um, Laura and me and Simon. Where <laughs> Simon Simon didn't like to walk anywhere, so we taxied everywhere. Um, so it got a lovely chat to your dad. And he's definitely next year, if, if, look, if Mark's going to be back, we'll do a wee bit more digging and... You know, and find a find a bit of a bit more of the story out because it, it's it's been it was really interesting for me to get get involved in that. It was something that um, you know, to have a a guy that your family you know left Northern Ireland, whatever early nineteen hundreds, and, and and made a life for themselves in Toronto, and then for it to go full circle for you to end up coming here to to make your living was was a really nice story. But like back on back on the rink, um, one I suppose one of your famous things from last season was sticking that backside into the blue paint there. That was something that you developed over the early part of the season and, and really paid dividends and sort of coming up to the, the Christmas time of year. Yeah, uh, for sure. I think um, I have I, uh, found like throughout my career that um, if you get to the net, um, good things will happen. So kind of developed that skill like throughout my career, focus on tipping pucks and screening goalies. Um, and it's something you can control every night is going to the net. Like sometimes you can't control the balance or, but you can control that. Um, just getting in front of the goalie's eyes and stuff. It's, it's a lot more controllable. So, um, I think, uh, the coaches and teammates, uh, when they know what they can expect from you and where you're going on the ice, I think it makes it easier uh, for both of them, uh, to play with. So I think that's kind of a role at, at uh, formed into last year but it's kind of been developing throughout my whole career and obviously then, sorry, sorry joel just follow that up with obviously coming in this towards the end of august 30 september we'll be having a run at the chl was that a a little bit of a factor as well for you coming back uh yeah fancy, fancy shot um, at that when we saw when, when i was i was following the the draft of that um kind of prior to me signing and um Seeing Davos and some other uh, elite teams in Europe, it's it, it'll be cool to uh, face off against them and show them what uh, Belfast and the EIHL has to offer. I think, um, unfortunately, our league doesn't get the rep it should. Uh, the hockey's the hockey's a lot better than um, most people give it credit to. But everyone I've talked to that's played in the league saying saying that the hockey's a lot better than anyone gives it credit for. So hopefully, we can show that in the Champions League and. Um, make some noise in there and um, hopefully uh, get Belfast more on the map and, and the EIHL. Uh, Coop, you obviously were someone I think that the, the team looked to for, for secondary scoring, uh, you know, beyond the first line. And um, we've obviously seen JJ Pickenich move on to, to past years and you. Um, and, and with the numbers you put up last season, you must be setting your stall out for, for a spot in that top line. Yeah, for sure. Uh, always, uh, always want more. Um, always striving to, to get better and stuff. But uh, that line last year was just incredible and um, we relied on them for offense. But I think uh, Slater and Laker and myself were able to provide that secondary scoring. So um, I think we all found a pretty good fit. Um, Kiefer didn't have to make much line, line changes after other than injuries and stuff. Um, so I think wherever I fit in the lineup, I'll, I'll try and contribute, but definitely striving to be on that first line and, and produce uh, more than, than last year. 
And just finally, with a sorry, Patty, with a season in the books, uh, you know, sort of across the water now and, and in the IHL, your your career after college was was very much based around the coast and and a couple of spells in the AHL. Um, you know, was it an easy decision to make that jump? Were, were you tempted to go back into to North American hockey, having sort of spent the majority of your career there, um, or having having spent that year in Belfast on on the other side of the Atlantic? Was it easy to want to kind of bounce again? Because obviously, people people don't sort of fully appreciate that these guys leave their families behind, their friends behind. Um, you know, and I know that's part of the lifestyle of being a hockey player, but, you know, you, you very easily could have taken that job closer to home and, and not be able to move back across. Uh, you know, was, was it a no-brainer for you or does it take a bit of soul searching? Um, I think just coming to Belfast and being my first experience overseas, like the language barrier wasn't an issue, which was huge. Oh, eh. uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. But, uh, no, I got you. <laughs> The, the fast talking and, and the terminology quite quickly. But um, my girlfriend being there uh, pretty much all year, she came, I think, yeah. two or three weeks after me, was extremely helpful and then uh, fortunate to have family visit. Um, but I, I I wasn't tempted to come back to North America. I had such a – it was one of my – it's the best experience I've had in pro. Um, the first championship I've won, I've been close, but – um, just overall, like the best professional year of my career um, with experiences and uh, just with what Belfast had to offer. So it wasn't really uh, coming back to it was kind of a, whether I wanted to play again or not versus. Um, yeah, I knew if I did play, it would be Belfast. Love to see it. Yeah. One of the <laughs> one of the questions that's come in is from uh, from from Zach Evans is a favorite goal of the season. What I would say I mean, is that is that, you know, is that. You scored quite a few key goals as the season went on. Some really, real highlight, real goals and goals that when we needed them, you, you that, that you popped up and you, and you put it in the back of the net. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call this as the goal against Nottingham. What you, what are you calling? Not playing for. Uh, th- that goal is incredible. Um, I, that those points ended up being huge uh, in our chase. Mm-hmm. At the time, we were behind Sheffield and trying to separate from Cardiff. So uh, that goal was definitely exciting. Um, I don't celebrate that much when I score, but there's a few that um, I kind of that stand out to me as that one. I, I definitely touched some ice, uh, a goal against Sheffield. Um, I sallied, but I think my favorite goal wasn't the one I scored. It was uh, a kind of play that I was involved with was the Lakers Challenge Cup yeah. overtime goal. Mm. Um, that was just incredible. And overtime being at home and the crowd going wild. And yeah. Throwing the throwing the gloves off and stuff and being a part of that was extremely special. So I'm going to go with that one, but definitely a lot of memorable goals this year. You didn't <laughs> you didn't celebrate that goal. Scott Conway celebrated it for you by screaming at the uh, by screaming at the Nottingham defense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Conway was always good for a little chirp after uh, he scored or someone else scored. He's uh, extremely competitive and he's uh, he's clever with his chirps. I I had some good laughs on the bench God just listening that. to him. Dave, we're going to go back to you. We've got a couple of minutes left. And while you're asking a question, I'm going to switch the light on. That's how we're working. Okay. It's, nice getting, dark. it's, getting, it's getting dark here too. Um, could you go, go back to that, um, the night of the Challenge Cup, I think maybe 16th, 7th, 16th of March, maybe something like that. Um, yeah. Uh, had you experienced anything just as kind of intense in the, the way the crowd got into the game, 
the way the game ended up going, it, it wasn't always going our way, but we kept that belief. They were playing short on day, and it was like, just keep wearing down, keep getting it in behind, keep them turning, keep getting shots on. And then that last one where you just come down the right and you're driving that, and obviously Laker does the business in front. Is that emotional release when the gloves and all went up? Is that something special, something you'll remember? Yeah, for sure. I, uh, I've played in big games before, but um, rarely one-off games. So, like, the previous season I was playing in the, the East coast league uh, finals. And um, we actually ended up playing at a practice rink. So the atmosphere at home wasn't uh, as special as some other big games I played in, but that challenge cup one was um, huge sense of relief. I, I definitely like couldn't nap that day game day, which never really have an issue with that. And the night before the nerves were definitely piling up, but I was uh, just extremely, uh, relieved that goal went in and then we had another um with the the review of that goal i was like no that can't this can't be possible but that's uh, ridiculous that added some more stress to it but no i i uh that game and that third period and and over time we, we just fed off the crowd's energy and really tried to wear uh cardiff down who was short uh to 4d on that backhand but um i think we really fed off the crowd and after that first goal by Sawyer, I think it was we all felt confident and that we we're going to win that game. We just had to stick to our process. It was it was actually never. <clears throat> Laura came into the box just at the end of the second period, and she started handing out she was, the legs yeah. of Mac and Kale and stuff. She was handing out wristbands to the guard friends and stuff. So this is you'll need these for afterwards when we yeah. when we win when we win. <laughs> when we she, win. No doubt. She, so like positivity. And with that, and we came back, you know, it's great. It was a great night to be involved in. It's, it's something that'll it'll take a long time for that one to fade in the memory. Yeah, no, and then uh, especially now, like looking back, that documentary, um, yeah, the team put out and Neil uh, Whiteside produced was uh, that was incredible to watch too. And it's just uh, it's so special, like doing it in front of the fans and, and for our careers, and then being able to document it like that. It's uh, it's super super special and excited to. Uh, Try and get some more trophies back in Belfast this yeah, year. Buddy. Well, and on that fantastic note, Coop, thank you very much for joining us. Welcome back. It's only a, it's not that long until we start to get together again and start learning to that challenge. Sorry, challenge the Champions Hockey League. Yeah, um, which is coming really, really quick on the horizon. But welcome back to the Belfast Giants roster, and we look forward to chatting to you when the season kicks yeah. off in earnest. Thanks, fellas. Thanks for having me. Cheers, Glad to be Cheers, back, Coop. and um, can't wait to get things rolling again. We'll see you soon, man. Yeah, good stuff. Cheers, and there you have it. Andrew Dixon, Mark Garside, and Mark Cooper are the three names to go onto the Belfast Giants roster for the 2022-2023 season. Now, we're going to wrap up this show with two guests coming in at once. And we're going to bring in both the captain and the coach. Please welcome back to View from the Bridge, David Goodwin and Adam Keefe. How are you, gents? Gentlemen, not bad, you guys. Good, you've got your you're muted, but I'll uh, I'll unmute you here. Hold on, I got you. There we go. Oh, oh, there we go. You're fighting <laughs> Come me. On, Come on, buddy. You're fighting me. <laughs> there, there you go. Hey, clutch, clutch. I think you won you that mute. one in the end. Yeah, you uh, muted um, me. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't dare <laughs> mute you, mate. I wouldn't dare mute me. So, um, I'll start with you, coach. Uh, those three names that we've just seen in in Andrew Dixon. Mark Garside and uh, and Mark Cooper, easy easy guys to bring back. 
Yeah, very easy, guys. Uh, key parts of the, of the leadership group and and big parts of that team last year. I think everybody in the dressing room would say the same. So it was a very easy decision to bring those guys back. And obviously we're thankful that they wanted to come back. And Goody, from your point of view as the captain, you know, these guys are the ones going to battle with you on the ice. You know, what are your thoughts? Yeah, all three guys, great teammates, great in the locker room. Um, you know, always uh, putting the team first. I would uh, probably emphasize Dicko. Like he has a really unsung you know, commitment to the Giants kind of always has. And uh, a lot of the fans don't see the commitment that he has. You know, a lot of it's in practice and stuff. So really pumped about all three of them. And, uh, you know, I think it's a, it's a good day for the Giants. Goody, it's going to be third year back for you. In fact, your your next game for the Belfast Giants will be your 100th all told. And uh, easy enough decision this time around to come back? Yeah, I would say similar to Coop. Like I knew if I if I was going to play hockey again, it was going to be in Belfast. Um, you know, like like Gary and Coop both said at the end of the season, we took some time to kind of reevaluate, let the dust settle from the previous season, and and once I did that, combined with going back to Nuri for Longer's wedding, uh, it was pretty <laughs> clear that my heart was still in Belfast, and that's where I wanted to be. Coach, we um, we talk about. We talked earlier on in the show about the, the NCAA, the Friendship Four coming up and how we've used that at times. We've, we've been able to bring guys in out of college versus we also have guys come in here at the tail end of their career. How heartening is it for you to hear these guys say, if I'm going to go another year, it's going to be Belfast? Yeah, I think it's been a long time coming since we've started to, to get that type. I mean, just even in recruitment, um, I, you know, every single agent I speak to, you know, speaks to how well the reputation is here in Belfast, you know, and I'm sure that obviously when you're, when you're talking to players, a lot of times it does come down to money, but, um, it, you know, the reputation does go a long way as well. And, you know, I think that when players are, are considering this league, you know, they're certainly asking about the Belfast Giants and, um, they like that what's going on here. And, and I think that, you know, that's a credit to the players. One, the success that we've had on the ice, but two, um, you know, everybody's kind of bought into that ethos of, you know, in the land of the giants, everyone's equal and um, just going out and, and touching the community and, and being part of it, right. Not just kind of coming here as one, a one-stop uh, shop and, and then, and then jetting away after I think everybody kind of comes here and ingrains themselves in the community here and, that really makes it feel like home. And you can hear that from listening to Goody speak. You can hear that from listening to Coop speak there. Um, I won't even say about Dicko and Gary because they're just part of the furniture now. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, to have a guy like Goody and Coops who have really, I mean, the Coops and Coops' first year last year, Goody's second year last year, I guess not even a full second year, right? Because Goody, I think you came in halfway through pre-pandemic and, and you know just to, in that short time to kind of just you can just tell they get they get what it means to be a Belfast giant and, and that's a huge part of playing here goody just sorry joel just just on 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 what Kiefer has said there about um belfast and, and yes bottom line what you're taking home in your pay packet every week is very important but how how important is the social project in belfast having good apartments having a good car having a good gym to go to you know, English speaking generally. And, uh, you know, it's a good place to play your hockey. Yeah, of course. Like those, those other tangibles are, are very important. Like 
I've always said that we get treated very professionally with the Giants, um, whether it's the apartment, the car, the medical, you know, assistance we get from massage and physio, all that very important. Uh, from a social perspective, yeah, like I think this year really opened my eyes to just how impactful the Giants are in the community of Belfast. Um, just some of the interactions I had with the fans and and uh, some of the other people around Belfast, like I found myself saying numerous times like wow this really is a big deal to be on the giants to be in this community in this way and uh that was a that was a big reason why i came back to to continue to build off of uh that momentum from last season i i actually i've got a friend who works in the football program out of penn state and whenever uh, those photos of you guys coming off the plane uh, circulated social media i got this caps lock message from him going david goodwin's playing in belfast now um, so it definitely made waves, you know, around your, your hockey world and, and back in college and stuff. You know, it, with with your career so far, Giddy, you've, you've been in Europe. You've, you've obviously played for a big school and at Penn State. Um, how does last season, finally getting that full season in Belfast, you know, after a couple of, of attempts, how does getting that full season under the belt and, and winning those championships rank in terms of your career? Yeah, well, just real quick about that uh, that photo we took with the EasyJet plane. Yeah. Right when I came off the plane, I didn't really take into account this massive gust of wind that was very great. <laughs> I, I, I kid you not, as I hoisted that trophy with one hand, which was probably a mistake, I felt like a very slight <laughs> slip in my hand. And I just thought, oh, my God, what if I dropped this? All the, stairs, all the news broadcast was there. Um, and I remember telling Besco that because he was right next to me. He was like, that would have been bad. So um, <coughs> thankfully, that photo op has only good memories. Yeah. Uh, William Cherry would have deleted those anyway. He's a good club man. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. He'd have, he'd have got rid of those. Uh, and while, while I have uh, the, the floor, Coach, um, it's obviously been a very busy summer. You, you headed you know, straight into, into GP, into Worlds. Uh, and we, we obviously have that you know, shortened off season, I guess, with the CHL coming in. Um, have you managed to get any downtime or, or is there just no off season for you this year? Um, there hasn't been a whole lot of downtime to be completely honest with you, just because of obviously with GB and I think obviously, uh, you know, the champions league will shorten it a little bit, but also we started a month later last year. True. So yeah. I didn't think that, you know, I actually didn't think about that until I was away with GB that you know, you're going to get home. Or it's going to be June. And then you got, June, July, and then you know, pretty much August first is we may not officially start, but we started. And you know, we're we're in full prep mode and uh, full hockey season mode. So you know, it's going to go by fairly quick. And then you know, we're we're hard at work right now building the team, and and um, you know that part's exciting. And then obviously when we can get some downtime and enjoy some some time with family, pretty much whenever the sun comes out here. Um, you have to stop working for. A, you got to stop working. You got to stop working for a little bit. <laughs> I, I just fi finally, Patty, if you don't mind, sorry. Yep. Um, it, 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 it's obviously. I think. I think anyway, it flies under the radar as, as one of the most important announcements that we make. Um, but but I'm glad that the club put out a, a notice and a, a press release to say that that your head coach Adam Keith has resigned and is staying with the Belfast Giants. I think it's something that it'd be very easy to take for granted because you know, like Gary, like Dicko, you've been around a, a couple of years now, Adam, but. Um, do you still have that that kind of fire in your belly for Belfast? Do you feel there's there's unfinished business and things that you want to achieve uh, in, in this city? Well, I do. Um, you know, otherwise, I w yeah, we're doing start to to look elsewhere. But I think you know, I'm happy here, and I've I've always said like 
Um, there's probably a reason why guys do like to go home and, and I don't know if it's consider retirement or just consider their, their, just take some time off and, and uh, release a little bit because this is, it's stressful every year. It's stressful trying to win these trophies and, and, and spread it, particularly the league and stressful on the coaching staff. It's stressful on the fans. It's stressful on the players. And I think it's not for everybody. And sometimes guys, you know, choose to leave because of that pressure. But, you know, I think that we've talked about it as a group before, like that pressure really is a privilege. And for me, you know, it's kind of, it's almost like a sickness chasing those trophies every year. And, <laughs> um, it, you know, at times it can be frustrating, but it certainly is a lot of fun. And when it, when you're, when you're fortunate to have it pay off like it did last year for the group, uh, it really is, you know, it's, it's indescribable the feeling that you have in those moments and, um, you know, teammates and, and those teams were never going to forget those guys and Goody's never going to forget every single teammate from last year's team. And, and I think that, you know, those are lifelong memories that, that are worth that, uh, you know, that stress or that chase of those trophies. And that's the type of thing that, that, that keeps me coming back every year. Not only that, obviously, you know, my family is from here. This is my hometown now, and um, I enjoy that chase and, and enjoy being part of this community. I've just seen somebody pop up in the uh, in the background here. We'll bring you in in a second, lads. Dave, just before, just on that on that point, Goody, you know, does, does winning a trophy bring thirst for more? Yeah, absolutely. I think simply from the fact of seeing how much fun and, and how exhilarating uh, it is winning the trophy. Um, I think that in itself is going to continue to fuel us this upcoming season. Just quickly, because I do have a question for um, for the coach, but I have to I have to add these lads in. Hello, <laughs> coming to us live Boy. from Las hey, Vegas, hey. Nevada. It's Simon Kitchen and Jason. Hold on, we're just, we're just listen. We're just bringing live news to you. We've just been offered contracts. Hold on, oh, where are we going? Is that better now? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we'd go live. Go live for the for the Vegas Knights. The new caller for Dumb and Dumber. The new caller for the, the new, new caller for the for the uh, for the for the Vegas Knights. How you doing, lads? How's the sunshine? Thirty eight degrees. Remember about the melt. Beautiful out Come on. Similar. It's similar back here. Yeah, true. Ah, uh, you look at no. Yeah, dead on. Yeah. <laughs> we'd love to stay all day for you, but it's costing a fortune on this. We're only with Vodafone. Nope. <laughs> Well, we'll say bye-bye, lads. Good to see you. Bye-bye. See you later. Keep it up. <laughs> see ya. What a um, Jew. What a Jew. I knew, I, knew they'd, I knew they'd appear at some point. I knew they'd appear at some point. Good to see them enjoying themselves out in Vegas. Coach, the question I was going to ask was basically in the last couple of days, last couple of weeks, we've also we've heard that, you know, that JJ's gone to Norway, that uh, the Bush has gone back to, to to Quebec to play in LNH, and also um, Cam Knight is is retiring from the game. When you lose players like this, especially from a championship winning team, you know, do do you chase them or is it just a case of we know the transient nature of this game, you just have to let them go. Um, you chase them a little bit, uh, you know it's. So obviously, you never want guys to make an off-the-cuff decision, so you want them to, to think twice about it. And I think when you get told no enough times, you, you, you let it go. And, and um, you know, at some point, everybody's going to stop playing, and, and uh, it's for whenever they feel it's right, uh, whether it's an opportunity that comes up or uh, whether they're going to keep playing like JJ and, and chase something else. Um, you know, we have to wish them well and thank them for what they did here for us. Um, 
in, and in JJ's case, obviously, we hope he goes on and have has great success, and uh, or we hope that he he lands back here in Belfast one day. So, um, you know, for all those guys, it, it, we're just happy to have had them here. Um, I think I le- I learned a lesson the first time uh, as a coach when we won the league that it's not always going to be the same. I think that you know if you remember the first time with. with I think we lost uh, Patty Dwyer, uh, we lost Besco, Blair cool. Riley, uh, the list goes on, Kyle Bond. I think everybody just, uh, you know, got opportunities. And, and you know, with winning um, comes opportunity for some players. You know, I think players want winners. And um, so you have to be used to that. And, um, you know, we, we try and, and retain as much as we can and then and try and plug the holes elsewhere and trying to improve every year because – you don't want to stay stagnant in this league. You think that everybody's going to be a little bit better next year, and we got to get a little bit better as well. Coach, I'll, I'll put this to you, and, and the, the Goody, obviously, as part of the, the leadership group, you, you say with great success comes great opportunity, and, and one guy who's obviously moving on um, to a head coaching role is, is Jeff Mason, and I guess he'll go with your, your best wishes as well. A, a bit of a word for Mason and what he's done for the organization and been a great friend of yourself, I'm sure. Yeah, Mace, um, obviously I, I've played with Mace for a long time. Uh, we're great friends with him and great teammate. Uh, did great things for this city as well. And then when he stopped playing and, and I started coaching and then he kind of got back into it, uh, I wasn't sure what to to expect from him. Um, but I know I knew that I wanted him around the team. I knew he was going to make me better and make the team better. And he certainly did that and he, he, he exceeded my expectations. And um, I think Goody will speak the same. I mean, he, he really cared about his role and, you know, he cared about the team. And that 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 showed every single day that he came to the rink. And, you know, that is a big loss for this club and a big loss for me in particular. Um, but also very happy for, for Jeff with for the opportunity. I know he really wants to be a coach and, and he really wants to uh, climb the ladder and, and get back home and, and – um, this is a step in the right direction for him. And I look forward to those games against him. I mean, yeah. I don't think that they're going to get any easier versus Dundee. They certainly haven't been in the last handful of years. And, and I know for a fact they're, they're certainly going to be a, a lot more difficult now that, that Jeff's there. But all, always looking forward to the challenge. At least he knows if he's, play, if he's coaching Dundee, he can more or less live in Belfast because you're there enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, certainly. Week. We're certainly going to see a lot of them, I think. Good year work for Mace. Yeah, I think Mace was a really valuable asset for us last year. Um, and then obviously, you know, for years before that as well. Um, I was fortunate. I felt like I had a good relationship with him. He helped me individually on a, lot of, on a lot of different things, power play in particular, you know, how to get open, playing that middle spot or playing that front as uh, Conway and Picnic are just ripping one tees at my face. So... <laughs> He was, uh, he was helpful in that regard and uh, just really appreciative and grateful for his support. So looking forward to bat- battling him next year. What's what's the summer going to hold for you then, Giddy? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm on week three of training. Kind of started that uh, a couple weeks ago. and uh, You have I'll to say that the coach is right there. Yeah. Uh, like, if, if it's week two, it's fine. <laughs> like, Me too, you know, buddy. I don't have to say that. Other guys like uh, Garside, they have to say that. um no just and then i'll start my visa process too that's kind of a grind going through all that application and interviews and stuff so 
I'll start that next week and um, kind of just go from there. And coach, what surprises do we have in store in the next couple of weeks? I'll have to wait and see. I mean, that's up to <laughs> it's up to the comms team. It's out of my hands now. Yeah, I, think we've got, I think we've got our share of exclusives tonight, Patty. I, I know think this we is normally the do. portion of the show where we strong arm the coach, but I think we've got exclusives tonight. I agree. Gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate your time. And obviously, you know, it's like we say, it's not that long until we start to get all together again and, and you guys start to prepare for the Champions Hockey League and what that has in store. So enjoy your summer and thanks for joining us. No problem, thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks, John. Cheers. Cheers. And there we have it, guys. What a you know, show, uh, What a show. What a show. Um, very, very enjoyable show. Good to have... Dicko and uh, Dicko and Coops and Garset and Adam Keefe and David Goodwin and Susan Taff. Susan Taff coming live from <laughs> Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, sort of expected that, David. I'm, I'm dead whenever they say that I edited their name. <laughs> <They're dead. laughs> sure. I thought that. they not great. No, no, they came on as kitchen and tap. It's gonna be a tough evening uh, for you, my man. Oh dear. Yeah. But that was that was very it. enjoyable. Like you know, we 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 started the night and we had Laker and Longer and Goody. And I think we've ended with yeah. Dick Gary, you know, and uh, who else do we have there? The big lad from Toronto. Six yeah, feet big three, Coop. Blue. Yeah, Mark yeah. Cooper. Absolutely <laughs> delighted to have him back again. And and you Neil know, he's looking, be delighted. Neil Coach Russell called him very early in the season, very early, going to say November time. Yep. Said how clutch he was going to be, how important he was going to be. And all season long, you just get, what was his, what was it he always put on the WhatsApp? MVP. MVP. Just the, and, and <laughs> hard, to, hard to argue. JJ Picknitz with over 100 points. Scott Conway with around 100 points. You know, Bush was outstanding. Goody was out, 80, 90 points, something like that. Besco, unbelievable goaltender for us. And then you have people like Mark Cooper's later dog at Ben Lake coming up in your second line. And, you know, deep, deep teams win championships. And that's what they did. And they became a whisker, a whisker from winning it all. But it's now at the page is turning. And uh, uh, we go again. Joel, we reflection on what we've had in the last hour or so. Yeah, like I'm, I'm delighted. You know, you uh, the, the word that you use, Paddy, transient. Transient or transient? Transient. 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 Uh, in the, the land of giants, everyone is equal, Joel. Everyone's equal. <laughs> oh, goodness. The the uh, the nature of, of player turnover in our league is is just it's it's like no other sport really that I, that I'm involved in. You know, it's uh, unfortunately you sort of accept it as part and parcel of, of a successful season that you're gonna lose a lot of guys, and we've seen it. You know, we, I've, I've been lucky to, to see four league championships at this point, and um, you do lose guys that you would love to keep. Um, but to see a core like that back, you know, to see Mark Cooper back in Teal for another season, to see the captain David Goodwin back, like these are big names. Ben Lake, I'm, I'm not gonna round them all off, but I could. We are building a real stable core, and I have absolutely no doubt. Because of the things that we talked about earlier, the influence of the Friendship Four, um, the the feelers we have within NCAA and U Sports now, and also North America, Europe, and, and the, the network that, that Steve Thornton and Adam Keefe have built now, I've no doubt that, that we're out there looking for top quality replacements to uh, to replace the guys that we've lost, uh, sadly. Because, you know, if you if you spend a minute with, uh, with Steve Thornton or with Robert Fitzpatrick or any of the Odyssey Trust kind of management team, you can see that it's not just about putting bums in seats and having a night out to them. Robert Fitzpatrick is a Giants fan and he's a hockey fan and he wants titles. That's a man that's hungry for success. So they, he's going to give the guys everything that they need to put a competitive side together. And I have no doubt that we'll be slogging it out come Christmas time again. 
And what better way to wrap up the show than with that? Big thanks to everybody who joined us. Big thanks to everybody who's tuned in. We're close to 500 people <laughs> tuning in live to watch us just talk from our bedrooms and have a wonderful view out Davy's window. It's been as beautiful the, to the watch the sun go down tonight. Disappointing disappoint there were no hot air balloons go by. I was waiting for you know, yeah. you know, Not but, at night. You know, they'll be they'll be past about six in the morning. Six in the morning. Uh, wonderful. There's nothing like morning. being woken up by the noise just going. Yeah. <laughs> I went up in a hot air balloon once. It was a frightening experience. Uh, the... I came down in a hot air balloon. It was more frightening. Like going up was fine. <laughs> going up was fine. The bit where we crashed wasn't so much fun. But, um, but yeah. Listening to you from the balloon. The official the official podcast, podcast of hot air balloons. You've listened. This, this, is, this show's always Not been hotter. the view from the balloons. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't worry about that, mate. So he's been that since day one. We're going to do 18 years now. Um, get the stats out. I want to find out those stats. So get that spreadsheet well, updated. Once I find a minute, I'll start to, I'll, I'll get that spreadsheet updated. Um, but yeah, big thanks to everybody who's tuned in. Big thanks to everybody who joined us for the show. Um, thanks to the to Shania Doyle for sorting out all the, some of the things in the background and uh, to Chantel and Neve who've been putting out the socials tonight uh, and making sure we were all on top of that. Um, exciting times ahead. Enjoy. Uh, I hope you enjoy your summer, boys. Yeah, you too, boys. Good to see you. And uh, wherever you are, I hope you are enjoying your summer. And we'll catch you here next time on A View from the Bridge. Sports Social Podcast Network.